0: hello my friends this is clara wisner (laughs) coming at you from my bed watching a snowstorm outside and um i was just putting the finishing touches on this piece i wrote it last night and then i continued to write uh just now as i was taking my afternoon rest (laughs) as i do um this Piece is called can only go as fast as the slowest part of you. And it's under the subheading of, um, it's under the subheading called my practice. I thought I was built for speed. I thought I was quick, smart and good at everything that mattered. My mind sharp, my capability unrivaled, my capacity huge. I thought I needed to keep moving, keep doing, keep going, always. Eyes on the furthest horizon. This mindset and blind confidence will get you far in this world and you will be praised. Marry this speediness and socially apt intelligence and you've got yourself a real winner. I thought I was a winner. Only eventually, the race got boring and I got tired. Eventually, a life run by the ego will burn you up in one way or another. And in this lifetime, for me at least, I am due for some repayment of karmic debt and true service is what is being asked of me. It's been a slow unwinding, letting the pieces of the facade of fastness fall when and only if they are ready to. Because the hardest part when you have a pattern of speeding through your life from one milestone to the next is that you can't speed through the unraveling of the pattern or else that would just be more of the pattern. You have to let it all fall off in whatever amount of time it takes. The most recent layer sloughing off, sloughing its way off of my persona has come from a deeper embodied understanding of the phrase my teacher Perry Chase uses in many of her transmissions. You can only go as fast as the slowest part of you. See, I did move fast, but the speed didn't come from my body. Came from my mind. I did move fast, but at the expense of the slower, younger, scared, hesitant, unsure, and resistant parts of me. My strong, confident parts were dragging my little fearful parts along. My headstrong, sassy inner teenager who thinks she has the big bad world figure out was dragging my wounded little girl along on her ride. You can only drag something for so long before you get tired. So tired. I've realized that my inner teen has been the one parenting my little ones for a long while, and teenagers are not good parents. She's basically like, sit down, shut up, get dragged along, no whining, little twerps. So this last year, my wise adult has been listening to these scared, tired, and slow parts. I've been carefully watching, listening to, and caring for the parts of me that have been dragged along, stuffed down, dismissed, and left alone. I have been brought to a complete halt this last year. My capability has been bare minimum. My capacity, very, very little beyond caring for myself and my family. I'm not saying caring for a family is a little thing, just that my capacity for anything beyond my household duties from a truly integrated place has been zero. My word for 2022 was hold, and that's what I've been doing. Holding myself, my woman, as well as holding all of my little ones, holding my family, holding my frequency in the world and bringing my life into resonance with it through feeling my yes and my no and moving from that simple truth. And what I've really integrated here is that nothing truly, really sustainably moves or changes unless all parts are a yes. Every single part of you needs to have a seat at the table and needs to be relatively on board with the way the ship is moving, or else it's not a true fulfilling creation. Sure, you can go, you can do, you can make a lot of shiny, pretty, dazzling things happen. You can even make a ton of money and have a material life that 99% of the world might wish they had, but you won't be happy. You won't be content. You won't be fulfilled. You won't feel whole. And chances are you'll end up feeling really burnt out at some point. Because you made those things happen at the expense of other parts of yourself. You punished, coerced, manipulated, strong-armed, and dismissed yourself to get to the external goal. And at the end of the day, self-abandonment is the most painful thing. We're not afraid of people leaving us. We're not afraid of not getting what we want. We're not afraid of looking stupid, silly, ugly, pitiful, etc., We're afraid of what we'll do to ourselves after those things happen. We're afraid of how much we'll abandon ourselves. When our inner teenagers, punishers, success chasers, external validation seekers are dragging along our fearful, slow, resistant parts, there's no wisdom leading. There is no unconditional love. Self-holding is the answer to all of it. We mother ourselves into true transformation. We love ourselves into who we are meant to become. So this is this piece. And, um, you know, it feels, it almost feels like it wants to be longer. I think there might be more, you know, another piece in along the same grain. Because this is similar to my last, I think it was my last piece I wrote called Um, something about integration Um, this is an integration piece as well it's about integration right it's about integrating all of our little parts and really letting them all have a have a seat at the table and this is the subtle difference giving them a seat at the table is not the same as letting them drive so we don't let our little wounded one drive our life and we don't you know give in to all of her all of her demands, um but we do listen to her, and we do have to allow her space, and we do have to let her express herself, or else she will take our life out eventually. Uh, that's the thing with these little wounded selves and these and these little um you know these resistant, slow sad, wounded, uh, young parts is that if we keep ignoring them, eventually they come out sideways in really toxic ways, or they, they start kind of exploding and blowing up different pieces of our lives. Um, and they start, you know, creating like self-sabotage is what people call it. Um, and you know, they start like, there's just ways that they just come and they take over our lives. Like if we don't listen, they will get our attention in some way. And I think a lot of what I was trying to say here as well is that it's not always about how your life looks externally, whether, right, like, like you can have your inner teenager running the show. And you can have a huge, you know, for example, career on Wall Street. but if there's no wisdom leading, you are not headed in a good to a good place. like you will not be happy. right I mean, how many people in the world have so much material success and are miserable? right The only way that we can truly um, create, and transform is from a place where all parts of ourselves are welcome and where wisdom is leading, meaning an adult, mature self, an aspect of ourselves that's connected to like our higher, our highest good. Uh, And this is a really big part of the way that I work with people is that we work with our different parts and we start, to, um, we start to really come into awareness and connection with all of these little parts of ourselves. And we give them voice, we let them express, we don't let them drive, we don't let them hijack us. We just let them come to the table and we let them speak and we hear what they need. And this is how I work with um, the personality the ego, is by giving voice to these different aspects of self, getting clarity on them, and then in turn, ultimately, strengthening that mature adult self. Because that's what happens when we start to disidentify from these egoic selves, and we start to bring more and more attention and awareness to our wise adult self. There's a way that actually giving expression to these younger wounded um, hesitant or even the you know the more confident like the inner teenagers and the the success chasers the validation seekers right every time we give them a voice and we actually express them and we see them as not us that actually strengthens the part that is us that is actually who we are beyond all the patterns, without all the patterns or those selves. And so, um, so this piece is, you know, it's me talking about my process with this, but it's also a beautiful um, example of how I work with people with with my one-on-one clients specifically a lot, we work with this, um, these different aspects of self and, and feeling into what they need and integrating them through that process. Uh, and so, yeah, I have two ways to work with me right now. I have a couple one-on-one spots for alchemical journeys. These are one year and one year minimum. Um, and it's a deep dive for sure. It's an intimate, um, big investment in yourself energetically and financially. And then I have Fed second round coming up at the end of January beginning. And, um, this is open for enrollment. You can just reach out to me if you're interested in either of these, and we will get on the phone and talk about what the best fit for you is. And, um, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.